I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. everyone welcome back to the trek culture podcast hosted by myself and the wonderful tom roberts finn this week we are joined by the cgi guru the co-host of trek yards the absolute god creature that is samuel cockings how are you sir we're gonna say the great koala for a second because that's that's a that last bit hi sean doing good busy busy time filming and producing and cgiing and trek housing boy what's a trek this week what a great time to come on there's this stuff to talk about and more stuff. Pretty much. I think like we got so much Trek in one weekend uh, that it is pleasantly ridiculous. I think it, it full on broke Chris. I think he, he is yeah. now full. He is locked into his alcove regenerating and will stay there for quite a while. And it's the only way we can get him to take a break. Uh, there was so much like talk of Star Trek on Twitter. They got to the point where I was like, guys, I like Star Trek too, but this is too much for me right now. I need something else. It was Oppenheimer and Barbie for like ages, and now it's just Star Trek, Star Trek, Star Trek. Well, I was taking the weekend off because there's between the shows, and then hello, <laughs> hello, <laughs> all the internet. Yeah, it, it, it was quite. It was like, oh, I see you were looking to uh, have a little bit of downtime. Yeah, do you know what else is down? These are coming down the line. Here's some trailers. Thanks. <laughs> really I was just want to throw it out there. It's not Star Trek related. I did Barbenheimer on Friday. Uh, it was a heck of a day. My, I was very numb by the end of it. But uh, yeah, thoroughly recommend. Isn't it great? You know what? No, I'm not going to start talking about the cinema and the death of cinema for ages. We've got to talk about Star Trek. Let's get into our first topic, which is... It's the hot topic. So the hot topic this week is, I mean, these old scientists. That's what it is. And it is the, the secret episode. It dropped. It dropped. I say secret episode. It is the most anticipated episode of it all. Um, but before we go into that, that's, you know, kind of like people are like, what? Does everyone remember that episode six just dropped on Thursday? I enjoyed it. It was a good episode. Um, it was... You know, it was solid. I thought it was, you know, I thought uh, Celia Rose Gooding was brilliant in it. Uh, nice to see Paul Wesley back. In fact, really enjoyed seeing the, all the interaction between Paul Wesley and Celia Rose Gooding. Great scenes between Pelia and Una. 
completely overshadowed by episode seven. I like I was saying to you, like, because of everything, how everything's come out, normally I watch the episode. I try and watch it like a day or two before the podcast so it's fresh in my brain. And then I, I but now they release the other episode super early. I watched that one first. I watched episode seven first, which was a mistake. I should have watched episode six because then I had to go watch episode six and I was like, this is good, I suppose. How do we even want to do this? Do we want to talk about episode seven or do we want to talk about episode let's, six? I let's get to the six onto seven. Okay. We'll do six I, and then we'll we'll talk about seven briefly and we'll discuss seven more in sort of the, the more details next uh next week on the, on the podcast but i mean sean's ups and downs yeah there's a what a 40 50 minute video of the ups and downs that's just come out <laughs> so we allude back to the breaking of chris but episode six which was a much more reasonably length uh ups and downs video um because it feels it feels weird saying it now because it feels like uh, six is going to be like totally forgotten because of seven and yet six was a solid episode i thought i thought it was you know it looked fantastic uh, as i mean stranger was generally tends to but um i thought it was one of the best Uhura episodes or episodes even featuring Uhura that we've got so far. You know, the that whole the paranoia, the kind of descent into what, you know, are are, are we gonna lose our minds? What what's going on? It was it was great. Um it makes me sound like a like a sociopath. Yeah. Oh, this <laughs> ma- descent into madness was great. But yeah, I really enjoyed it. What did you think, like, of the episode overall? No, it was yeah, it was um what I like about this season. You know they load the budget from behind the scenes rumblings. I love them doing so because they've had to do character bottle stories, and they are so benefiting from that. They might not be as creatively wowsering as say does Discovery aim to do, but getting to see this time with these characters and just watch them be is so rewarding. We actually like the, enti- the entire cast of Stranger Worlds, and we want to see Ortigas do stuff. We want to see Uhura do stuff. Here's them doing stuff. Is it the best story? No. Is it very Trek? Yes. Is it very TOS? Yes. Is there a side plot with with number one and and Pelia that's sort of there? Yes. And is that end moment, spoilers, with Hammer and his little smile, is that not the sweetest thing? Yes. Good episode. Not one of their best, but definitely one of their medium best, which is a good bar for them to have. Yeah, and it's one of those stories where it's like, Trek does it all the time, where it's one of those episodes of the things that are happening in in this episode aren't real. But what are they? Who's behind it? Is it the Romulans? No, not this time. <laughs> um, it's one of those episodes, which are, they're always fun. It did feel a little bit uh, Stranger Things e than you normally get. I think just the way that it was done, those sudden flashes into like the sort of nightmare realm. Once the episode went on, and you started figuring out, you know, what was actually happening, and the and the different parts of the visions she was happening, the strange, the Stranger Things thing just went completely. But there was a bit towards the beginning. I was like, oh no, is this going to be like zombies? This, yeah, is it a zombie one? And then the zombies are controlled by the king zombie and then they're going to play a guitar on the top of the space like that might be cool but pike will float into the air and <laughs> yeah very dramatic but no yeah it, it yeah it, it was a good episode it wasn't my favorite and i'm trying to separate it from the episodes around it basically and and we were talking the other day how this season especially of strange new worlds it's very much like up and down in terms of when they were writing the stories out of like this is the super fun one and then this is like a usual star trek episode and then this is a super fun one and this is a usual start which in theory sounds good but i don't think it's worked out as well as as they hoped maybe am i alone in thinking that um i think when you've got charades and these old scientists on either side of lost in translation lost in translation is going to get slightly 
lost in the wind yeah. because I mean I loved charades. I just I I loved the comedy of it all, and Ethan Peck delivered a blinder, and then. I thought Lost in Translation was very, very good. And then you have another high comedy episode. And you're right. I think the more the the, the more playing it straight episodes are going to slip down a little bit. Like even, you know, when you have the time travel, the tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow, that was a more, even though it was quite straight, even though it was played quite straight, it's quite a high concept episode. Mm-hmm. So that I put that in the same camp, even though it's not comedy, I put it in the same camp as like charades and these all scientists. And then the uh, among the Lotus Eaters, the fact that I've already had to struggle for the to remember the name of the episode. Oh, the first and one? That was the fourth one. The first one is the green <laughs> chain. No, not the green chain. The broken the chain. Klingon one. The yeah, Klingon one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the Klingon one at Asper's per, uh, yep. per Aspera. Um, and then you're right. <laughs> and yeah, so it's, it's a ricocheting in terms of themes. Yeah. But I do agree with you, Sam, that we're getting great character moments, and I can't wait for them to give Ortega's great character moments. Waiting years. Well, the issue with Stranger Worlds is that they set the bar higher than most modern Trek. So when they don't reach the bar, you know they can reach. It feels slightly disappointing. So when it's a like if that had been a Discovery season one episode, the Hero one, you'd be like nine out of ten because the bar is different. But also we've seen the Star Trek formula for 50 years. So when it's a good sci-fi premise, without, I, I say say in our reviews, there's not, without a special secret source on the top, the extra something, without that, which is hard to know until you finish the edit, they feel, oh, that was good. Mm-hmm. And then you get one filled with secret source, filled with special things, filled with Ethan Peck owning the show, all, all the, you know, there's, there's, you feel a tangible, that's good versus that's amazing. And Strange Worlds has a high bar. And that's, and also if you have a 20 episode season, the middling ones are just, oh, okay, next week. But when you have 10, you're wondering why are not all 10 special source amazing ones? And it's no discredit to them, but yeah, the less memorable ones are less memorable because those are so good. I, I think I'm, I'm with you there. It's that when the when the ones that really work, work, it points out more of the ones that don't work as well that you're like, it's a shame. And like I say this every podcast, I want Strange New Worlds and my Strange New Worlds still not really getting it but these episodes are more yes yeah they're they're like what i have in my head of like this they're strange they're bizarre they're trying something different um which is kind of what i want for this and i think it is this is a character-based show and i do love character-based shows but it you know you you have to love the characters you have to be really entranced by them and want to explore their characters and if that doesn't work for you so much which i don't think it works for me as much just because i'm i haven't there's not that piece of the puzzle with them that makes me super interested then then i'm looking for the weird wonderful stories and visuals and things like that so this episode although good and there's definitely moments that i do love that i want to talk about yeah it's um it's okay it's an okay episode <laughs> lots of backstory monologues in this episode uh, which is fine, but I noticed it. There's a few like it definitely happened. I think twice of like I'm going to tell you something about my past or my family or something, and it's going to teach you a lesson. Very basic stuff that gets used in in, in shows, but I noticed it with this episode again. This this cold feeling. I was talking about this last episode with uh, Steve, which I, d- I don't think he agreed. I didn't re- we didn't really agree on anything, but I think that's just our different views on Star Trek. Um, <laughs> to me, a show like Next Generation is a cold show that feels warm where this show is a warm show that feels cold to me, which I think is one of the disconnects I'm having with it, where to me it's, it's a, a show that sort of 
shows itself as a warm show. Uh, you know, it's lighthearted, the kind of the sort of comedy you have back and forth, the, the actual colours of the show. But I was looking at the shot earlier in the episode and it's two characters and I think they're in sick bay or something. And the camera's moving and you have this huge sort of white backdrop and it's all stark and it feels like again it just there's this disconnect i have with it it feels like open and cold i think some episodes that would really work like the xenomorph episode for last season that's that works perfectly for it but i don't want that all the time like when they're in when they're in the mess hall it has this 70s vibe to it uh which i think they're purposely doing but i want more of that i want it to feel like a seedy 70s show do you know what i mean am i hearing that honestly you're missing the carpet it's I so am bright and colorful. Just, just fun. In every scene, there's carpet, just stretching love, out into infinity. I love the carpet. I really do love the carpet. And, and no other Star Trek show has done it since. And I, I think they're cowards. I'm calling them out now. Well, Lower Decks does it. The carpet's everywhere. Lower Decks yep. does everything. And research. <laughs> you look closely, the Cerritos is just made of carpet. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, something I did like the ending of this episode actually brought up a point. Of, of my marking for this episode, the very ending of Spock coming over and meeting Kirk and them sitting down. Now, I don't know if this stuff, you guys have to tell me because I'm not so, I can't remember it too well. I'm not sure if any of this really, you know, I know we've had a long conversation, we can go on a long conversation of canon and what you should and shouldn't do and does it matter, etc. Can't remember if this really fits in with how people meet, but it was such a lovely moment. I didn't care. I was just like, oh, that's nice. I mean, everyone knows that Kirk and, Kirk and Spock met after Kirk cheated on the, the Kobayashi Maru, which Spock designed. And then Spock called him out in front of all of the other cadets. But then actually Nero had arrived and was attacking Vulcan. <laughs> then so, became a captain the next day. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. As, as everyone does. Yeah. yeah, of course. Of course. I mean, I presume we all were made captains by the time this pod started. Ask Stuart. Still not. No. <laughs> still not, still not sure. He's just stonewalling your career. Don't, yeah, don't don't run that into the ground. You know. Yeah, it was nice. It was. I mean, that's that's a moment that's not ever been talked about for a reason. I think the smartest thing he could have done was make it simple, quiet, mm. and move away. Because the more you put into it, the more likely people's opinions are gonna be about it. But the fact they've already well set up Spock's disappreciation with his brother in an okay way. And the organic way, his own, you know, Jim hate, doesn't like him. That That is simple, effective. My only issue is why was Spock next to the table lingering? Because he does everything with intent. And yeah. they, there was no reason for him to be in that corner unless he's watching somebody. There was, no, You know what I mean? There was no reason for him to be there. There wasn't a, you know. I wish I wish he'd said, sat down and said, Ahura, so this, this, this. And then had a, you know, I wish there was a purpose for that. Because he was just there. Maybe it was simply the fact that Sam Kirk was there. He's like, I know I'm going to have to clean something. I know I am. He's <laughs> actually, did. that's the joke. He's been following yeah. him since that outbreak in... Because uh... <laughs> he goes over, yeah. he picks up the, the cup, doesn't he? He picks up the cup and says, it's annoying, isn't it, or something. He makes some joke about him. Maybe he went to Una and said, Commander, this is the problem. And she says, you're now officially the Sam Kirk cleanup robot. <laughs> yeah. person. I mean, you know, and then there we go. Yeah, there we go. Solved it. Well done. Well done, Sean. We're going through this quickly, guys. What is our out of 10 rating for this episode? Look at my uh, chart now. I have a separate chart for this. <laughs> the show. Hold on. Uh, I'll keep it simple. I thought it was a solid episode. I thought the performances heightened it for me. It was it was a good seven. Okay. We have three scores for every episode. It was a 7.5 out of enjoyment, 7 out of 10 for all New Trek, and 7.5 for Stranger Worlds in general, because we find that helps to quantify because New Trek is a varied concept. 
and each individual season's a, a varied thing because you know a nine for one is a nine for another. This yeah. is our first one of all the six this year. They've been ridiculously consistent because it feels like a really nice high average. And seven's a strong score for anything, but yeah, seven point five in general. You guys put way more effort into this than we do. <laughs> it is eight years now. It's been a, been, yeah. been a thing. Yeah, the scoring thing is just. I came off of it in the first episode. I went. I guess we should score it. What do you think? <laughs> we just stuck with it then. Um, well. Sam, you may not know this, my scorings are famously low. Um, and I'm giving this episode a five. It was originally a four, uh, which is the same I scored as the um, courtroom episode. I famously didn't enjoy that episode very much. But my favourite episode of this season so far, well, up until now, was the fourth one that most people don't like very much. And that was my favorite. So who knows how my brain works, but I'm giving it a five. And the reason it went up from a four to a five was just that end scene of Spock and Kirk and Uhura. There was something about it that just made me go it, it in like the Grinch, my heart grew suddenly. And I was like, ah, that's lovely. <laughs> so yeah. Anyway, enough of stupid episode six. Let's talk about episode seven. <laughs> So my voice is still hoarse from talking about episode seven. So um, anyone who's seen the ups and downs knows I kind of liked it. Um, <laughs> but uh, Sam, really keen. Right. Top line thoughts. What did you think these old scientists? Well, we also just reviewed it on track cards. Ten minutes before I did this with you. So you'll get my, this my card before that. Who knows? Uh, no, it was, it was really good. Uh, they, they set up, a, they, they set up a few things narratively, which they then didn't pay off because as a fan, you're thinking, oh, there's, they're being so clever. The Annex 01 appearing, oh, it didn't appear. Mm. Clear Tendi was set up in the first scene to appear as one of the Orions on the ship as a, as a grandmother. That was clear set up, didn't pay off. So a few things like that, if you really invest in the story and you're thinking ahead, didn't pay off. But I was laughing more than any of the episodes so far. They paid homage to both shows very well. Um, the, I mean, if they don't commission a live-action Lower Decks movie, spin-off, spin they handle themselves beautifully. As live action, I mean, you cannot ask for more. I am asking for more. Make it second movie. I ask. Yeah. No fun. Um, and you know, Stargates, cool, good. Yeah. Old Norskins. I mean, yeah, it was, it was a fun episode. It'll be, it'll be one of their best, and it's definitely one of the best crossovers because it was truly half and half, mm-hmm. which they don't always balance. They always try and balance. You know, Trials and Tribulations is a TOS episode. Excellent. Even last year's Lower Decks DS9 episode was kind of a DS9 episode with some of its characters, as odd as that seems, at least me and Stuart. This one's a beautiful hybrid, and I appreciate them for their balance. Because it was, it was very yeah. well balanced. Yeah, it wasn't... When I was going into it, I kind of expected, okay, we'll have a tiny bit of Lower Decks at the beginning, and then it'll be Strange New Worlds for the rest of it. But no, you had more Lower Decks. The intro, which I usually skip because I like it, but I'm not a huge fan. They did it in the lower deck style, so I watched the entire thing because I just wanted to see what it looked like and how they did it, and it was lovely. The oh, By the way, guys, spoilers, but I mean, this podcast is is constantly spoilers, so you should know that by now. The end, when you see uh, Strange New Worlds in lower decks format, just you're like, oh, they okay. I said this the other day to the, to the Czech boys on a, the phone. I was saying, like, when I was watching it, I'd, I'd always be like, I'm enjoying this, but I hope they do this. And then they did it. I'm enjoying this now, but I hope they do this. And then they did it. So they kept doing that, which I really liked, which sort of made me engage with it the entire time. Um, great performances. Yeah. Great fun, really. And and something that uh, I think Chris might have said to us the other day, you know, whether it's it's your favorite episode or not, it's it's more 
a special episode. It, it feels like Trials and Tribulations, it feels special like that, where it's just like, you know, you might think it's goofy or whatever, but it's going to live on as this like interesting, fun part of Trek history. I totally agree. I love, um, like I love Boimler and just how he is, you know, complete, a, a complete Trekkie running through the Enterprise. It's so much fun. And you just know that just as he's about to leave there in the middle and Mariner comes through, it's like any semblance of control he felt he had on, okay, I haven't ruined too many things. I haven't changed too much in the past. It's all fine. Here comes Mariner, like a, like an Orion hurricane running through the ship. And yet, for all of that, she's quite respectful to the timeline, mostly. I don't think there is, I mean, like, un- unless we get like a special episode of Lower Decks where just randomly... Rutherford and Tendy have switched uniforms. Just like something really small, you know, uh, or just like, wait a, wait a minute. Well, they get uh, her as memoir and it says, all thanks to that ensign from the future. I was like, oh, oh, oh no. <laughs> she would just, a mariner would just freak out. There'd be no talking to her then as well. But I mean, I love that she comes through. Oh my God, you guys are great. It's a horror here. I just loved yeah. that. Like, and how quickly she just accepts the fact that, oh, I've traveled through time. Okay. It's normal. Let's be honest. And she is, we always forget Mariner is substantially older than her ensign rank would dictate. She's 10 to 15 years older than Boimler because Boimler was a fresh ensign in season one. Mariner was an ensign on DS9 in season five of DS9. So she's in her like late 30s. So she's already lived this giant life. You just, you know, you just don't think of that because she's an ensign too. And she's looking well for it. Phenomenal. <laughs> Give them more shows. <laughs> Phenomenal. Yeah. I remember saying before, I think in the first episode of this podcast, how. I know it's going to be my favorite thing and I know that I'm going to want more of it when it comes out. I know I'm going to be like, can we just have more of this? Let's have another spin-off. <laughs> that is going to be these guys. We call these old scientists. Yeah. I, and you know, at this stage, I'd just be like, grand. Do you, yeah. do you know what I mean? That's fine. Yeah. Um, I remember even that- thinking Strange New Worlds was is that a bit on the nose. Well, yeah. And yet it's just, I just accepted it. Do we have a a favorite reference that they make in this episode. What's what's your most favorite one? I'll go. I'll go first. Mine is the Riker when he does the Crick Riker. That that got me. I, it, again, it's it feels too obvious, but because it's through the lens of lower decks, it just completely works. You just you're like, yeah, he would just say the Riker. I liked Worf's honor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, because yeah, they said it and they're like, huh? That was good. <laughs> Obviously, I'll cheat and say two because one's not actually the lower decks part of it. I adored the use of a real Orion ship. That made my heart sing because it was a glorious, like, that's how they should do that. And they did it and it was beautiful. 10 out of 10 marks. Spoiler for my Trek Cars later on this week. That was beautiful to see. Again, not a reference, but I, there were so many, it's, they're hard to pick. The fact that they integrated so gorgeously the Spock, how is he changing into the chapel subplot to explain why it doesn't go anywhere and to see the chapel actress break her heart so visibly on screen. And to kind of close that circle is is, is a reference because he's literally referencing this guy is going to be so important. Soz, what you're doing to him is the worst thing possible, but obviously did happen if this is fully canon, blah, blah, blah. You know, but that was just, as a a contextual referential yet fully story narrative, that's beautifully done. You know, beautifully done. Mentioning that quickly, there's, with the relationships in this season, there's a slight sadness to all of them. If we're sticking with canon, because you know that none of them are going to work out. So there's always this like, I'm happy for you guys, but I know it's going to end somehow, which is, it, again, it's the Pike thing. It's this like, this is really fun, but I know how this ends and I'm sad, which I think is really interesting. Because even with that as well, right? So let's say 
you know, 10 years on or so, the accident happens, even if he and Captain Battelle are still together at that point, we know that by the time the menagerie comes around, he's back on Talos 4 with Vina. So even yeah. that's got an expiry date, you know? But it's they like, have they have recontextualized enough things that if they decide, now nah, let's do season 27 of Stranger Worlds, damn it, we're in season four of TL. You know, they at this yeah. point, by by undoing the the spirit of the, well, Piper's a fleet captain when I met him, that was never intended to be a one-day promotion. You know, that was not the point. So they've recontextualized it. It's canon, but they've undone that entirely. So if they want to really undo it, you know, maybe Vina, you know, then brings Patel as... The true, mm. maybe they're all a poly couple, you know. There you go, there, there she is. Yeah, yeah. Do the, so they could, they, you know, if it's if it's too popular a show, not they're putting it every year though. So in theory, and also, did you notice there's the star dates are out of sequence? They swap like five hundred, like one of the star dates is twenty two something, and then the star is seventeen thirty six. A memory alpha. I don't know if that's. I guess I assume it's true, but the season star dates are entirely out of whack. Which seems odd to me because they seem to be in sequence. Normally, shows take place every year conceptually, but you don't have to. You could do ten years and. Of, of production in one year of Stranger World. So you could push that forever. Something similar happened between uh, Demons and Terra Firma and These Are the Voyages. It's like it jumped forward 10 years for some reason. <laughs> As I said, we, we, we're going to discuss it again next episode. Uh, but, and we're going to get into this in a minute with the news. But I mean, thanks for giving us the episode early. But also, I, please don't screw up how we make these shows because it confuses everything there's going to be two episodes we're going to be talking about next week as well all the hype for this episode is kind of deflated uh paramount will talk about you in a minute but for now we love the episode if you want to hear more there's an ups and downs that sean has just done please watch it i'm sure there's going to be loads of trek yards things about it watch their videos as well and trek yards review of course and the full live breakdown scene by scene shot by shot reference by reference way <laughs> yeah probably two and a half hours if not three hours because that's how ridiculous we are but it, it works there's that much when we break down the moments and the characters and it's, very, yeah. it's ridiculously consistent the two hour mark for these reviews that's exactly how long it takes to review star trek apparently because it's <laughs> stupidly consistent so there's gonna be loads on it and we'll talk about it again next week but for now i'm just glad that it came out and we've got to uh we've got to enjoy it i'm sandra and i'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use linkedin jobs linkedin has professionals you can't find anywhere else including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me in a given month over 70 percent of linkedin users don't visit other leading job sites so if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. 
Okay, so yes, we've had a lot of news. Not sure if you knew, uh, an episode dropped over the weekend. So that was big news. Um, Yes, that was fun. But also, yes, it being San Diego Comic-Con, there was a trade. So the trailer for season four and the release date for season four of Lower Decks were both confirmed over the weekend. We had a trailer for episode nine of Strange New Worlds. So we had a confirmation there, which I'll talk about now in one second. And then we also got an exclusive clip from season five of Discovery. Um, nothing on Starfleet Academy, but wasn't expecting anything, uh, not with the current uh, climate and what's going or what's not happening at the moment as well. So I wasn't expecting any news there. Um, and likewise, you know, I know the petition for Legacy is still going, probably will go for quite a long time. But again, nothing said, wasn't expecting anything to be said. So what was the first thing? Lower Decks. So... Uh, September 7th and as Chris texted me giving out and he was right to do it uh, that we did a review of it we put it out and he says Sean how did you not get it that it was being released on 7 of 9 <laughs> and I went I can't believe I missed that so there you go full credit to Chris Chris got that one he texted me saying you missed that and I'm like that's true I did. so you're saying yeah. Jerry Ryan confirmed for the First episode, is that we say? I would be shocked if she wasn't, because she is now a part of the modern Star Trek furniture. If it didn't happen, blame Sean. The thing got cut like the Flash. You know, all the cameos. Sean's the cutter of Lower Decks, we guess cut. Right? Okay. Works for me. Seven of nine for us as well. The Americans, it would be nine of seven. So I guess the joke doesn't work as well. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Oh. So actually, actually, that out. that's too smart. Take that out. That's too <laughs> so, no, it works. So. It means it means there's going to be two words. It's going to be the US version of the episode. It's going to be the UK Ireland version of the episode. And we're going to get Jerry Ryan. Uh, and also it seems to be very Voyager heavy because obviously they visit the Voyager Museum. which is great mm-hmm. because we see them on the bridge and there's mannequins there. I think at least Tom Paris's uniform um, which is just like brilliant. Uh, so that means if season four is going to visit the Voyager Museum, does that mean season five we're visiting the NX01? Considering last year we got DS9. See, that's my logic there. <laughs> Bowled over with enthusiasm. So um, that <laughs> is grand. Um, looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, when I yeah. say it looks like more of the same, I mean that in a very loving way. It looks like it's going to be the same yeah. zany over the top lower decks. Um, I know I'm kind of rattling through this. So we're doing the trailer now for Subspace Rhapsody, which confirms the theory that we've had for a while that it's going to be a musical I personally am so excited yes a lot of people are already going uh, not going to watch it and do you know what that's absolutely fine because there's nobody standing behind you with a crowbar going you need to watch it so that's absolutely yeah. fine and also I, I did see I, I have to I did see people going you've run out of ideas already 57 <laughs> years it's taken <laughs> okay what a silly comment Sean a silly comment like what <laughs> what um <laughs> It's great. And look, I know because there'll be people saying, look, I don't like musicals. Absolutely fine. Not everyone does. It's it's an entire genre that people might love, might not. That's fine. Yeah. Um, and there'll be people going, there'll be, comp- obviously the comparisons straight away are coming into Buffy once more with feeling, the Scrubs musical episode, the Fringe musical episode, which I enjoyed. Um, I think that I, I something to do with Glee was coming back every show and the network was being given thing. It's fine. It's grand. I'm here for it. It could be a complete disaster. And if it is, I'll still find some ups. It's what I do. I love musicals. And I also think people that say they don't like musicals, to me, it's when, when you know, when people are like, they don't like a certain food and you're like, you just haven't had the right one. or You need to have the, the one over here. And you, I'm like that with musicals. I think musicals can, it's a whole genre. It can be for anyone. Just find the right one you like, you know. And why, why not? It's Star Trek. Do a musical episode. It's about time. Jesus. And like you were saying, I said the other day, 
even if it's going to be, it might be the best thing ever, or it could be absolute cringe fest. And I can't wait either way. What a fun thing for them to do. Do you know what I mean? Uh, I'm a little bit worried. Like when I saw the trailer, it looks like a lot of fun, but I don't think they're even going to go as, as far as I want them to go. I think it, it's going to be played straighter than I actually want. I want full campness. I want, I want like an operatic but we'll see. I'm excited. Sam, what do you think? I've found that the trailers do not do the episodes justice most of the time this season, specifically. So that's been nice. In Stranger Worlds, even if the A story isn't always the strongest, they've not disappointed in general quality. So at this point, I think it's fair to say it'll be a good episode. It And everything then is subjective. Like if they do a full comedy, you have to find the jokes funny. So those things are subjective. Yeah. I don't love musicals in general because there's a reason. I love Greatest Showman with a passion because it integrates the music with a story gorgeously musicals that don't for me, I find waste half an hour of the movie time for story because the story is only weaker because the music is irrelevant. Mom Mia being example for me, I find that a waste of everyone's time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I know a saying. real musical where it's fully designed for the film like that showman and or Greece gorgeous, not then not. So this, I think if they go the route where, I can imagine it might be, you know, and I was kind of expecting this from the trailer when, ah, musical, it's like, well, Mr. Spock, we, must, we have to sing every line we do and they have to do a science problem in song. And that could be really fun because it's like they're forced to be musical in the mm-hmm. context of the story. If they just go to the engineering room to do a five-minute musical about asteroids that make no sense, then I'll disprove you could use those five minutes. I think they'll be smart. I think they'll be varied. And I think Spock will laugh and sing because they've already shown that Una's going to laugh and sing because she's already done that. Um, I think they'll be clever. Um, it's all in universe, which is the best part, right? A thing is making him do this. That's going to be a lot of fun. Are we going to get our Gilbert and Sullivan? Um, yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We need to. The full play. Just just the full. Yeah, <laughs> There's gonna be a, it's gonna be like, they're gonna bring back the the interactive episode. You know they trialed that obviously with Bandersnatch and everything. It's like click here to watch the full HMS Pinafore by uh, performed by number one and Spock. Um, I mean the LED I, wall, no sets, so the entire thing just gets built around them. Just to close, yeah, beautiful. There you go. Be grand. Yeah. I t- I'll tell you what else <laughs> I can do. So my wife has a dancing background, right? I'll get them to watch it with me. And I can come back with actual information about the choreography and things, uh, and uh, rather than just the space was good that we normally bring. Do you know what I mean? I'll bring something else, and I'll see if I'll see if that can help. Oh, and I now want there to be a montage on this podcast of us just going. The space was good. The space was good. I'll try. I'll try and get that in every episode. <laughs> Sam, can we get a stock? The space is good from you. I think the space is good. <laughs> there you go. Perfect. I like, like this. I really hope we remember to do this every week <laughs> yeah. going. Uh, um, everyone who's listening please remind us to do this every week going forward I'm going to regret saying that yes please um, tweet us at hashtag the space is good <laughs> in everything that's come out in the last year I think poor discoveries got a little bit forgotten and I think the fact that we're going into their final season I just I really want to put as much spotlight as we can on it because whatever they do they're going to go out hopefully they're going to go out on a high this looks like we're going to get heist looks like there's a bit of comedy and also there's Callum Keith Rennie I love that man, uh, Captain Rayner in the... So we only really get his voice, but Callum Keith Rennie, any Battlestar Galactica fans out there, Lee Oban. Yeah, and then I'm sure there's like everyone screaming at the screen right now. No, he's this, he's this. That, 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 that's who he is to me. Looks uh, a different so, makeup. <laughs> yeah, with his lovely Romulan ears. Yeah, on. cool. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, talented, talented creep, that guy. 
yeah, and the performance wise, that's great. Uh, I'm 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 looking forward to it. Obviously, I'll be happier when we get more of a trailer. Um, I did see another clip was tweeted out over the weekend, and there looks to be a trashed 24th century era Romulan science vessel that had not been released by the time we did the trailer breakdown. And no, that's not an excuse. And now I'm really excited. I want to tell people about it. Um, and I'm like, oh my god, amazing! Because like, we haven't seen earlier, I suppose already established ship designs that weren't created for discovery you know what i mean in this era so yeah this was really cool um again top line thoughts really quickly yay nay indifferent a a slight yay from me i've never been a big discovery fan and i saw this and i just thought you know what it's the last season i i have high hopes that they're gonna try and achieve something with it they're gonna push the boundaries a bit and have some fun. And I think I saw clips of them talking about how much fun this season is, which I think, great. If that's if that's actually what they're doing with it, then 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 let's go for it, you know. And it'll be nice, you know, with with lower decks coming and Strange New Worlds, it'd be nice to have something that's a little bit different, less tomfoolery. Is what I, it will be a nice change, you know. Well yeah, it's gonna be the actual adventure. Yeah, it looked it looked fun, but you know, still discovery. Yeah. But at least at least all the characters are where they should be now. You know, so all, all all depends on the main story. I love yeah. season three story. A lot of season four was padded to hell, but the main story was good. So if they could not pad with a good story, it'll be good. That's a lot of ifs, though. I think yeah. that's very fair. Honestly, I think that's very fair. Discovery, we'll see more whenever the next trailer comes out. I'm who knows because yeah. at this stage we don't even know when. We just know next year. That's all we know. Um, if I could just say quickly, I mean, we'll move on, but obviously I just want to say it so we, we've made it aware. We are aware of the slight downside of all this stuff. Episode early, trailer for the musical one, all these trailers, Paramount Plus trying to show that they're actually nice guys. We 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 do know what they've done. We haven't forgotten. We are happy with this stuff, but there is also, you know, there's that slight downside in the air with it as well. It does feel like I slightly threw that out there as a look. We hit you all last month. Here's yeah. a bonus. Four days early. But they did announce, first thing on the panel, Prodigy Blu-rays are actually being finished. Because yeah. as far as I knew, they had, they had scrapped the season one part two, but they're officially releasing them. And that is honestly, if people want to see more Prodigy, that is the data point to show the Amazon and the Netflix. Everyone needs to buy them, irrespective of if you like the show or not. And I'm obviously very biased right now in this process, but that is a absolute data point. If they can get a million sold, that's a million to show the uh, the streamers. Uh, also, we mustn't forget the fact that Tom said he was against tomfoolery. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that when I said it, I was like, hopefully we'll just move on. But here we are. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> um, Sam Cockings, right? Hello. You, 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 God of creation, you, right? So you are the busiest man on earth, it seems. Um, and we have some cool things possibly a project I don't know don't know what I'm allowed to say nothing in fact there's you know Tom is pointing a phaser at me Uh, (laughs) so something that we're working on together that might be coming out might not be who knows but you are working on a very cool project what are you working on Sam? So we just released a Prodigy fan film The World's First I made it in five and a half days I started working at two hours after cancellation (laughs) I was uh, and I was every single morning I saw the sun um, because it wasn't morning, because it was, but it wasn't. That went down treat. It was 10 minutes, shockingly ambitious. I, I think you'd agree, Sean, given the time and the, what I had. Yeah. Uh, it could have been way smaller and way more comedic. It's a real short film with a real story. There's a lovely cliffhanger at the end. 26,000 views. I have reached almost as much as the official petition for the show, because people like a visual medium. And the impetus behind it was to show the fan reaction that we want more. 
and that a lot of fans didn't watch Prodigy's animated because kids show this is neither, but it shows the art design and the world and the vibrancy of what Prodigy is because it's none of those things. It's all of the things. It's a really good show. So I made a, a short film. It went great. So we're making more in a giant, ridiculous way to keep the steam on the hashtag Save Such Prodigy wagon because it needs to be. And to show the the Paramount and the Netflix, the Amazon that yes, fans care, and this will be a pretty regular thing we're putting together. It's pretty big. We had our first shoot today. More more to come. You can ask some questions. I'm happy to answer. But this is a big big thing, unheard of worldwide. And go watch the first film because we want you know this has to go bigger to show Paramount. This isn't a fan film. It's a promotional campaign. It's a hashtag. It's it's a piece of you know media that the, the showrunners support. You know they shared it. They got you know this is this is support it because people need to. I think I, I, I'm glad you mentioned it as well, because, yes, I've seen, you know, the Hagemans have shared it. You know, Aaron Walkie, has, you know, one of the head writers has shared it. Other people are getting involved in it. This is this is a bit like like to say it's cool is very like I'm, I'm understating just how much of a project this was, because I, I've been lucky enough. I've, I've worked with you in the past. I have seen what goes into a filming day. And that's just I think we, we did maybe one and a half days. I think yeah, we did. Yeah, one and a half. Yeah. And, and I, I thought we did pretty damn good. It's very good. Those, yeah. But we wouldn't have turned this around. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, and and then on top of everything else now, like when I say, sure, you're a CGI wizard, you're grand. Well, that doesn't mean that stuff doesn't take time. So there's that on top of everything else and in writing and everything. I mean, to sound like I'm gushing, well bloody done. <laughs> Thank you. On behalf of, I mean, as a fan, mate, thanks. I mean that because... It is. It's things like this because liking and sharing is very important. Okay, like I, I cannot. I, I often, I often make this point. Every single like and share makes a difference. So everyone out there who's doing that, thank you. Like really, really. Um, and then it's people like yourself are giving us the things to like and share. So I mean, obviously, please, yes, self plug, please. You know, the ups and downs makes a big difference. You know, uh, but we look at it as getting the community together. And this is something you've given the community, something you put it beautifully there, something tangible, you know, something visual to rally behind and go, we want that. Even if we crumple up Sam's heart and chuck him into a bin, even if it goes, hey, there's still an appetite for Prodigy and there's an appetite for this universe. So that is, that is cool. What is, just putting you on the spot, what is your, because it's also recent. Your favorite moment from doing it, and your least favorite moment from doing it. Um, it sounds self self referencing, but I really liked because my first time leading a short. I've been a secondary a few times, only one released, and that was my first acting in like ten years, and I was not good. I was okay, but I was not good. This one, I really had to do something special because I was the lead. Um, I liked my eye acting because I actually tried to. And I can't. I cannot remember lines. I was. In, I have a bad short term memory, so line. Re- retention is very difficult for me to the point where I just can't do it most of the time but I did something I, I think I have a few a few lines are terrible I have a few decent lines in that so that I think yay for me and I've done enough track yards to separate visual video footage of me and real me like I, I've, I've made that split years ago so that's not me that's that's Davis good for me um, so that was nice to see but also just you know honestly the reaction from the people who make the show because I've been I've talked to several Many people behind the scenes have reached out, you know, seeing the proto star in an equivalent of live action, seeing the Dauntless, which I happened to build a while ago on the off chance I made something like I happened to have it in the bank. It wasn't finished, but it was close. Like seeing it in a 1990s, 2000s Voyager DS9 style, like that was tangibly Trek, right? 
Hardest thing, of course, was just burning through. I mean, there's like 23 space shots. They're stupidly ambitious. Each one often has like 12 layers. You're looking at, you know, half the time just doing the shots. But I mean, to see, you know, a Klingon Armada sequence, just because we're mentioning it and just, you know, like I'm a fan too, obviously. This stuff I want to see. These are things that hopefully you've, oh, well, that's so cool. Oh, that's so cool. But it's not, it's also not just fan service. There's a structure, there's a reason for those elements. You know, it's it's a it's a, it's a thing. Uh, I mean, the hard work, you know, the hard work is the hardest thing, obviously. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it was better than I thought it was going to be. And that's really nice because I have a high bar for myself. So that was nice. So look, everyone, <laughs> please uh, go and check this out. You'll find it on all of our various socials. You'll find it Light on- like, the Proto Star. Love it. I mean, I, I love it. And again, it's, it's so exciting to say- Check out the Hagemans and like Aaron Walgie socials. You'll find links to it there as well. That is such a cool thing to say. Now we go from the super happy and the super upbeat to the often contentious, wonderful Cargo Bay 101. So, Cargo Bay 101, just in case you don't know, it's very, very straightforward. You take something that, in all of Trek, something that you feel we can blast out into space, if we all agree on it, never to be returned to the franchise again. That's it. It's done. It's not coming back. Um, so, if, like, for example, if you put Jonathan Frakes in there, start oh, no. ends. Uh, so, um, right. So then what we do is you've got to put it in, you're going to make your case, and then... Um, we will we we will discuss if we slam our hand down on that button. Remember, I have props for this. I'll be showing you guys. I have a physical representation of what I'm talking about here, so yeah, I'm prepared. Yeah. Sorry for everybody listening, but you'll just have to imagine the props that he's exactly brought. okay. So this is if you're watching track yards. I had the most glorious love fest at the end of Picard season three for one obscenely small thing. Just, just I even email emailed Terry and Dave Blass, and I said just per- personal thanks. That was it. So it's actually already out of the show. But if you're not in Picard season three yet, it's still in the show. So it kind of counts. One of okay. my pet peeves of the Picard seasons one, two is the silver combadge, as in the silver backed combadge, because every single combadge in Trek has a gold backing. That is the lineage, the history, both past, present and future. And I refuse to use the silver combadges because I think they look trash, not <laughs> because they're naturally bad looking, but the sets are quite dark. And when you have the black or the darker Delta, it's entirely lost. The gold yeah. is extremely good at being visually interesting, catching it, plus the, the lineage. So at the end of season three of Picard, they introduced the gold combadge, and I may, I was so happy. Now, of course, is it the gold combadge or is it the gold, bright gold combadge? I mean, it's up to you to know, depending on perspective. But uh, the silver combadge, I should I think, should be ejected because, of course, I hate it. And just keep the gold because the gold is so much better. It looks better. I mean, guys, guys, look at that. I mean, come on. I mean, we, me and Sean are having a great time looking at this. Guys, oh yeah, yeah. A gold this looks combat. amazing. <laughs> uh, this was yeah. So yeah, I just think that the and they did, and 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 Terry Metalis told me um that, do you want, well, the story of why is the prop designer like well, on the very last days just came to him and said hey do you want do you want, do you want to go gold with the combatters he was like yes <laughs> they sprayed him we got gold that was it no discussion no no scripting just they become gold um yeah because the problem with them being silver is that if you're anybody in that era or moving forward. The next show would say, oh, they use silver, we'll use silver. And they'll continue the trend. And it then becomes this, this uh, 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 giant continuation. But I don't like them. So going gold, now everyone forward can now go back to gold and there's no problem with that. So it's reset it in a way that I prefer. Where did the silver begin? Uh, season one. It was, it was literally one of Alex Kurtzman wanted it to feel different. That was it. 
He right. started it. No reason apart from that. And they're okay, but again, it's in comparison. There is no comparison. And especially, um, that's uh, spoiler. I'm probably going to agree with you here, Sam. But okay. that's because for me, I just. It's so. I know it's definitely. We're gonna. It's gonna be a different Star Trek. It's gonna be a different Star Trek. It's gonna be still Star Trek, but that's fine. So like those little things keep it tied in. You know what I mean? Things like keeping it gold. It's like yeah, there's still the visual thing. Uh, now we're, we're we're actually getting. This is really impressive. Sam was doing a manual montage <laughs> of uh, com badges at this point, and it's like they all have this theme of gold. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna come out and say like I I I do have one of those silver com badges because you know yeah it's in the episode but hey I'm I'm gonna go with gold so yep I'm I'm with you in this one Sam well as someone who has never noticed the difference really in <laughs> the badges at first I was like I couldn't care either way but I also am someone who loves carpet and as someone who loves carpet in Star Trek I think I've got to go gold. Because silver is just going with, you know, our own Voyager, it looks like a spaceship. And in this Star Trek, it looks like a spaceship. Give me the carpet. Give me the gold. I'm going gold. <laughs> gold! Excellent. I am opening inhaling frequencies and reading some of your tweets from Twitter, which is now called X. That's a stupid thing, but let's not get into that. Uh, Remember, guys, you can send us questions for the next episode and future episodes of the podcast uh, with hashtag AskTrekCulture. And this episode, we're just going to do this one question, and then we're all going to go home and have a long sleep. So... This is sort of a question. I'm just going to read the whole thing out and then we'll try and figure out where the question is. This is from our friend at Taurus Cole. Hi, Cole. At Trek Culture. Hashtag Ask Trek Culture. What do I want from Discovery Season 5? Cisco. He can be anywhere at any time. Bring him back other than the, other than those in Lower Decks, Disco, and blah, blah, blah. References with Cardassians, etc. And then he goes under it at Sean Ferg, at Tom C. Finn, see the above, and please get Will Wheaton on as a guest. We'd love to get Will Wheaton as a guest. That's our goal now, thanks to you. So we will be emailing his people every day from now until he comes on. Um, if we can't get him, we'll get Alex Zane. Oi! Okay, that's a call back to an old, old podcast episode. I think what he's questioning is, what do we want to see in Discovery Season 5? I just want it to be fun. I want them to have fun. I want them to go out on, an, on a high, can the universe be okay? Can it can it just be like you know a national treasure kind of you know the these these two villains have just they've just nicked a lamp or something and Burnham bath particularly mat. likes the lamp the bath mat there we yeah. go she particularly likes the bath mat and she really wants the bath mat back I just I I, I can I, I can tell you in advance if you, if we see a big universe ending thing you will hear my exasperated sigh around the world well, that be galactic down for every episode that is something we might edit out of this episode so you can't claim credit for. It. <laughs> <laughs> so that's me. I just want the, I just want it to be fun. I, I and I know it can be because you know I I think back to the first episode of season 3 like Cynical Martin Green is funny. You know she has great comic timing. Give her more chance to be funny. Yeah, I mean selfishly there's two answers. One is of course I wish they would acknowledge that they're an alternate timeline future 
because by very nature of all the other shows changing time, they can never be this set future. The fact that we've already had Strange Worlds change time and Picard change time means that they can't have gone to one the future because it's always changing in some form. So to acknowledge that lets you not have that be the set future. Otherwise, we now know the entire timeline doesn't matter. Any time travel events won't do anything. It's all irrelevant. I wish they would say that once. I know future showrunners can say it, but I wish they'd say it once. That's selfish, just for story-wise structure. Um, not selfishly, you know, a happy ending, honestly, with all the, all the actors, because, yeah, they've got a lot into the show. Give every side character one episode each, unashamedly, one episode each, where they are the lead, and have Book and um, Burnham be happily married with a kid at the end, maybe do a flash-forward Harry Potter-style 10 years, <laughs> yeah. um, and just end on a, there will be no more, they're happy. Federation is back. You know, Burnham never leaped home. Well, that would also work because time travel. Um, just do the opposite of Discovery season one a happy end. Like show the full circle from a, you know, sad, unhappy, stabby, whatever, then go, ah, oh, we ended happily. What I want, and it's not even for me, it's for Sean, as someone who's oh. been editing Sean's videos for so long. I know he would love this. I would like to see Lorca because <laughs> uh, I know how much. Yeah, just and also yeah. they like doing that discovery. They like having you know one character and then it comes back with the alternative character. Have Lorca back at the beginning, like at the start. Nice ending, lovely. We can have Hollow Lorca because he's the only one that can solve it. That'd be the obvious. And put a moment right. on him, boom, you've got that'd be a yeah, good full circle. Okay, that br- that brings us up to time. Um, I think that's our most caffeine fueled episode, I think, that we've done yeah. so far. There was so much to cover this week. Um, and Sam, look, it was a real, real pleasure. We're definitely gonna get you back again because I feel like there's so much to cover. Um <laughs> yes, Sean, yes, there is. <laughs> yes, like one hundred percent yes. So obviously we we've mentioned, but please everyone go check out this uh this amazing prodigy project that you have begun um that is incredible what else just uh briefly where do people find you what are you doing who are you why are you here oh that's start, start at the beginning at the end yeah trek yards yeah. yes the weekly web show many times a week looking at ships tech breakdowns really deep dive stuff all the trek canon uh on youtube slash trek yards me and my co-host captain foley joint co-host always outranking me but you know that's okay. Uh, yeah, you know, a place for all that stuff. Uh, and of course, check out Sean for Trek Culture. Check out, you know, check out Sean's appearance on our show because they're always kind of fun. And then what's that one where Starfleet Boy gets drunk with us? That was fun. Oh, that one's nice. I, I, I do like <laughs> drunk, drunk characters quite fun. Yeah. <laughs> it can get real silly in a good way. The birthday ones are great. What's the first one? Because Stuart gets so drunk, he, 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 he lost half of the video and then threw up on his uh, bathroom. So I remember the whole thing and he doesn't remember most of it. But it's recorded so you can watch his descent into you know, recorded madness. Everyone, thank you so much. As usual, um, you can find us, I'm going to rattle through these. You can find the wonderful Tom at Tom Roberts Finn or at Tom C Finn on the various socials. You can find myself at Sean Ferrick on the various socials. I'm on Blue Sky as well for what it's worth. Um, <laughs> we're at Trek Culture on Twitter. Uh, we're at TrekCultureYT on Instagram. Um, we do not currently have a Threads account because I, I, it's so hard to keep up at yeah, this point. Jesus. We're on the YouTubes, so make sure yeah. you're following on the YouTubes and hopefully you're subscribed to this podcast as well. And please, if you can, because we forget to say this every week, if you can, please leave a little review of this podcast. Yeah. It actually seriously, seriously helps. I'm telling you, like anything, take any time you like. You're deadly, you're wonderful, and Sam will come to your house and give you a little hug if you do that. Um, I mean, the flight costs will be a lot, but we'll do it. And also, quickly, again, next episode, next week, we'll be talking about episode seven again, 
and episode eight and then hopefully we'll go back to normal but enjoy lots of discussions about episodes so yeah thank you everyone live long and prosper 